In Galatians 6, and I will be reading from the King James versions as well as the Message Bible. Galatians 6 and 9 reads thusly, And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. The Message Bible says it this way, So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Amen? So, so, so the word, the word that God had given me for some time on this Sunday morning is fatherhood. Weary, but I won't give up. Fatherhood. Weary, but I won't give up. Weary, I ain't going to get up. I ain't going to give up. Amen. I, I know y'all, 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 y'all sitting here a little quiet this morning, but, 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 but Father's Day is a special moment for me. My, my, I lost my dad about three, four years ago, and he taught me a lot about life, whether he intended to or whether he didn't. And, 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 and many of us, many of us grew up with imperfect fathers. We complain about how we were treated, or we complained about how we were not being treated, and most of us thought to ourselves and even told others, I would never be like him. Do I have a witness in the house? But my brothers and my sisters, the fact is, is that the way our fathers treated us impacted us and shaped many of us into the fathers that we are today. A difficult dad may have caused pain and grief, caused shame and disgrace, and may have caused some of us to have more questions than answers about fatherhood. A responsible and loving father may have brought on great accolades to the family and showed love unimaginable and may have caused some of us to wonder if we could ever live up to the standards that he set. Do I have a witness in here? In fact, if you are a father listening to me on this Sunday morning, I believe that most of you, if not all of you, could say that fatherhood is challenging. Providing spiritual and physical provision, purpose and protection for our families is not an easy task. If we are honest with ourselves, most of us will admit that providing financial support, providing emotional support, providing spiritual support to our children and our wives and creating purpose in the lives of our children brings challenges to the best of us. Do, do, do I have a witness in here? I'm going to take my time and I'm going to walk through this because I can see the eyes looking at me this morning. Waking up every day and meeting the challenges in this world and meeting the needs for our children is a tough task. 
caring for and nurturing children with special needs, caring for and nurturing children with mental health challenges, caring for and nurturing children who are gifted, all brings challenges into our lives. Because every child, regardless of their physical or mental condition, needs support from their father. Every child, not some, every child needs support from their father. And brothers, if we're honest with ourselves, many of us go to sleep thinking about how we are going to provide provision for our family or thinking about meeting our family needs. And sometimes, we wake up to find ourselves terrified at the thought of not being able to provide provision or meet the needs of our family. In fact, while trying to do our best for our family, it takes a toll on us and we wake up anxious, we wake up stressed, and over the years we get irritable and we get tired and many of us even feel burned out. So doing good for our family can burn you out. In other words, doing good can cause you to be weary. What is weary or what does it mean? It means to be physically or mentally exhausted by hard work, exertion, strain, or fatigue. That, that, that's what it means. So, so doing good can take you to a point of being weary. Amen? So, so doing good for your family is a good thing, but it is exhausting. It is hard work, and it can bring on fatigue. Yes, we may smile, we may laugh, and we may joke around in our outward expression, but on the inside, but on the inside, we are weary. Weary because I don't have all the answers. Weary because things are not going the way I thought they were going to go. Weary because things are not going the way I planned them to go. Weary because my relationship with my kids are not what I want it to be. I don't know about you, but I'm just weary. And so I wish I had at least two or three of you brothers this morning who can shake, shake off everything that I've said up to this point and stand on your feet and, and say to the person next to you, around you, and to look at it and say, who can forget about anything that has happened in your life and provision for your kids is a difficult task. And that sometimes, not all the time, my wife always told me, don't say all the time. So sometimes, sometimes, I just get weary. <laughs> oh, this is refreshing. You get it off my chest. Amen. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, children look at us like we're supermen. Huh? In my day, my dad, as difficult a man as he was, I still thought he was Superman. 
And it's amazing that as the older I got, the more I realized everything that he was dealing with just to provide for his chilling. No transportation. He'd walk, head out, five o'clock in the morning, walking to work. No car to drive, he'd go find somebody's car to drive. No money, because his kids needed something, he'd go find some money from somewhere. From somewhere. I thought my dad was Superman. And that even though he did wrong, there was nothing that he wouldn't do to provide for us. Amen? Now, he, he put some stuff in me I don't want y'all to see. I'll be, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> now, he put some stuff in me that I, none of y'all ever want to see. But the thing that he put in me that you want to see is my hard work, my determination, and my love for humanity. That he put in me. Amen? And I thank God that he put more good into me than bad. And so in our scripture this morning, because we got to get out of here, because you know as men, we're short to the point, and we want to get on to the house. Is that right? So, 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 so in our scripture this morning, it says, let us not be weary in well-doing. Or to put it in another sentence, let us not be weary in doing good. Now, 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 the scripture gives us the expectation that we ought to be doing good. Amen? And, 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 and as fathers and believers in Christ, the love we have for Christ is shown through our acts to our children, our families, and to others. Amen? But also, hidden in this scripture is a warning. It's right there. It's a warning. And so the warning is, is this, is that because of all the good you do, you have the tendency to look at those you do good for and look for the result that you expect based on what you do. And if the results are not what you expect, then the possibility exists that you can stop doing good. Amen? Now, what, 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 and, and so it sounds something like this. Well, why should I stay committed to doing good for my family when the results that I get seem contrary to my effort? Why should I remain with my wife and family when it seems that no one seems to respond to my provision or protection. So you, so you see, my brothers, the danger is not in how little benefit our family has received from our well-doing, but the danger is the hardening of our own heart to the point where you have nothing else to give your family. And so, and so that's the danger. The danger is, and I, and I hear many fathers say it, 
I'm tired of doing for this boy and he ain't doing nothing. I hear it every day. If my boy go down to the jail, I ain't going to get him. Well, he was raised by you. If that boy of mine cut up or if that girl of mine go out there and get pregnant like one of my cousins who was a preacher did his daughter and said, I ain't got nothing to do with her. Hearts harden because his or their doing good cause them to expect a result that they're not getting and because of that, that, because of that, now they become hard. Men can be hard. Yeah, somebody said, mm. <laughs> My daddy was a hard man. My daddy was a tough man. And some of y'all daddies were too. Don't you ever get to the point that your heart becomes so hardened because of your arrogance about yourself and what you've done to the point where you can't love your children. And so, my brothers, whenever your heart hardens, this would be the tragedy of all tragedies. To take the position that because you don't approve of or appreciate the progress your family has made with everything you have provided, you would stop doing good for their benefit. For the same good that Christ has extended on your behalf is the same good you should extend to your family. For the same grace that God has extended to you is the same grace you should extend to your family. For the same grace that God has extended to you, even though you have not met his expectations, is the same grace that you should extend to your family, even though they have not met your expectations. God. I got to move on. So weary. Weary. When you're weary, brothers say surrender. Sisters say surrender. Brothers, you got to say surrender. Yeah, yeah, see, I'm going to keep asking until you say it. Sisters say it again, surrender. Brothers, surrender. Now we're there. Now we're there. Now we're there. Surrender your weariness to God. Surrender your weariness to God. Amen? You see, brothers, weariness is a dangerous thing. But weariness can also bring you to a full place of surrender to God. In fact, this is the weariness 
that God expects from you. He expects you to get to the point that in your weariness, that in your weakness, that in your exhaustion, that in your your fatigue, that you find the strength to find and surrender to him. And so I'm reminded that Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12 and 8 through 10, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Amen? Most gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. I take pleasure in reproaches. I take pleasure in necessities. I take pleasure in persecutions. I take pleasure in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So surrender. Surrender. That's all he's saying, surrender. And so I wish I had at least two of you this morning that can testify that when I am weary, it weakens me. But when I am weak, he, the living God, is strong because his power is made perfect in my weakness. Yes. Surrender. Say the word sovereign. Sister, say the word sovereign. sovereign. All right, brothers, one more time. Sovereign. sovereign. There you go. There you go. You, you, y'all, y'all, y'all behavior is being modified a little bit. So I thank God that you are able to be modified some. Even some of you in your old age. Amen. God is sovereign. In your weariness, remember. That God is sovereign. Colossians 1 and 17. He is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. That's that's what the scripture says. Amen. He is, he being Christ, the preeminence of Christ. He is before all things. So in other words, before all things were created, he was. Amen? Amen? That's what it says. And in him, that's in Christ, all things hold together. Isn't that what it says? Now, so in other words, it doesn't say in Fred Webb, he was before creation. It doesn't say that in Fred Webb, all things are held together. It, it doesn't say that. So you see, my brothers and fathers, on this Sunday morning, there is hope in this scripture for us right here. He is before all things in him. All things are held together. Everything about us, ourselves, the ground we walk on, everything is held together by Christ. Stick with me. Stick with me. Everything is held together by Christ. We may find ourselves thinking that we are the man of our house. I'm going somewhere with this. (laughs) We we, we may find ourselves thinking. In fact, is a lot of people will tell us that you are the man, what? 
Come on, brothers, don't get weak on me now. Y'all don't get weak on me now. Y'all can say it. You can say it. You can say it. They said we are what? Y'all, 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 y'all. Y'all, y'all still ain't there yet, huh? Y'all, I know your wife's sitting next to you, but that's all right. Say it again. That it says that we are the what? Now, 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 I like the way you said that. You are the man of your house. And you know what? And maybe that is the very reason that we find ourselves weary. Everybody puts everything on us. You're supposed to be the man of your house. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. Sisters, y'all, don't y'all laugh because I know y'all know laughing because you know I'm telling the truth. You're supposed to be the man, especially, especially when you get married and you're young. You're supposed to be the man of your house. You're supposed to be doing this. They tell me you're supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to be doing this. But maybe... Just maybe that is the very cause of our being weary. And maybe some of our families will still be together <laughs> I know somebody said, oh oh, so they must know where I'm supposed I'm getting ready to go. Maybe. Maybe because all of that pressure is put on us, that but for that pressure, a lot of families would still be together. And so, listen to me. I don't know about you, brothers, but. If everything in my family is controlled by me, if everything in my family is controlled by my limited thinking, if everything in my family is controlled by my limited resources, if everything in my family is controlled by my limited love, then no wonder I am weary. Because if it is, then I don't know about you, but when I can stuff, I put stuff under pressure. And if it gets too high and the pressure gets too high, an explosion occurs. Amen. And so there is no wonder that I'm about to crack under the pressure because I can't handle everything that comes at me or my family by myself because I need a Christ who knows everything. I need a Christ who's not surprised by anything. I need a Christ who can do all things because he has the power to hold together what I think is about to crash and burn. So no, I'm not the man of my house, but Christ is. <laughs> and if you don't want to be weary, let Christ be the man of your house.
And so it's interesting. Whenever you talk to many people about things around the house and, and brothers, we get together and talk and we laugh and joke. We always want to get together and have a good time and we do. But sometimes when, when I'm listening, I hear a lot of things. And the great thing about being a lawyer is that when you listen, you also are analytical at the same time. And so I hear the joy, but I also hear the stress. I hear the pain, but I also see the laughter. I see the, is what I call the inadequacies that we talk about in our life, amen? But the bottom line is this, is that if God is sovereign, then God has got your back. And if you don't believe that God is sovereign, then we need to be in the back and we're going through the plan of salvation again. Because God, the creator, is always in charge of everything that goes on in his creation. And there's at times when men, particularly, forget that God is in control of everything that goes on. And if you remember that, then it, it, it helps you through your thought process of whether things can get better or not. Because God says that all things work together for the good, right? To those who what? Love him. And who are the called according to his purpose. You know, one of the things about, about life is always people always talking about their kids and what they want them to do and all. I said, well, if your kid don't go, how are you going to tell your kid what to do when God's already dictated where they're going? So if you understand that, then guess what? You will support your kid through whatever they're going through because with your limited eyesight, you don't know where God is taking them. There are some people who's got to go through many struggles in order to get where God is taking them. There are some people who don't have to go through anything to get to where God is taking them. So we need to let go and let God. Amen? And now, and now I'm about to close. And I want the brothers to say I'm not alone. Sisters, so say I'm not alone. They say that we're more vigor. <laughs> All right? Brothers, I'm not alone. No. Now we're getting there. Now we're getting there, Deacon. Now we're getting there, okay? You know, in the beginning, God said that it is not good that man should be alone. Is that right? And, 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 and he gave us help me a woman but but listen to me for a second I believe it goes even a little bit farther than that I believe that relationships 
are important to men. Relationships are good for women. I believe that good relationships with other good men is something that the Lord desires us to do. Yes, we have our helpmate, but then there are other relationships that we need in order to help us get through some of the things that we experience as men. Amen? And so, and so it's amazing that one of the greatest tricks of the devil is to make us think that we are all alone. Even in the midst of people and family, you can feel all alone when you get weary. Amen? And in this loneliness and isolation, your identity can change. Your personality can change. Your mindset can change. And your mindset then can become your reality. You can feel you are not the best father in the world. You have done the best that you can do but you still feel inadequate as a father. And you feel all alone. And my brothers, you begin to isolate yourself. And, 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 and so whenever this alone thing, this isolation thing, whenever I got to looking at that for this scripture, I thought about David. And in Psalm 42, David, in the midst of his agony and his weariness, felt like God had abandoned him. And David also felt like he was all alone. Do I have a witness in here? So David, feeling all alone, went into the presence of the Lord, and he began to talk to God and tell God that in the midst of his weariness, that God had forgotten about him. And as David poured out his grievances to God, and as his confessions came before the Lord our God about how he felt, that David started talking to his soul. And, and as David laid out his grievances to God, something happened on the inside. And I believe that his DNA began to change. The cloudiness in his mind began to change. The loneliness began to loosen his grip. The loneliness began to loosen his grip on his mind. And despair began to run to the outside and began to loosen his grip on David's mind. And he was able to think about the goodness of God. So the same David who started out complaining to God in the midst of his loneliness and his despair, was able to make a choice to turn from loneliness and despair. And in Psalm 42 and 5, he spoke to his own soul and said, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted with me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his confidence. Come on in here. So David may have been weary, David may have been lonely, and David may be in despair, but he talked to God until his change came. And on this Sunday morning, as fathers, 
be encouraged. Don't quit in the midst of your weariness. Hang in there until your change comes. God promised to never leave you nor forsake you. God promised to help you. God promised to uphold you with his righteous right hand. So hang in there. Don't you give up. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Dorothy Norwood tells it like this. There's some hills and mountains that we all have to climb. But I got his blessed assurance that he'll be right there on time. Well, it seemed impossible that one stone could win a war. But David took a shot in the name of the Lord. And he brought Goliath down. So brothers and fathers on this Sunday morning, hold on. Don't you give up. Hold on. I don't care how the children are acting. Hold on. I don't care how your wife acting. Hold on. Don't. Don't you give up. Because God has something for you that you could never imagine. God bless you. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Arena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.